American people stand firm in the faith which has inspired this nation from the beginning. We believe that all men have a right to equal justice under law and equal opportunity to share in the common good. We believe that all men have the right to freedom of thought and expression. We believe that all men are created equal because they are created in the image of God. From this faith, we will not be moved. Hello and welcome to the Freedom of Thought podcast. I'm your host, Paladino Joey, or Joey Awajan. Freedom of Thought is available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, TuneIn Radio, Audible, Stitcher, Double Twist. I apologize if I missed one of them, but I'm sure there's others out there as well. Great to be back on board with you today as it is time to say Merry Christmas. This is the Christmas episode of 2021, and this time I'm not going to just go on and on about Happy Holidays versus Merry Christmas, though I do hate hearing Happy Holidays all the time from you know, people that clearly would celebrate Christmas, they just say it to cover things up. So I, I just kind of get that out of the way right here, right now. Obviously, Merry Christmas is much better. If you celebrate Christmas, say Merry Christmas. And that's all I got to say. Stop being paranoid, you know, this and that. We're not in Saudi Arabia or something. And if you were, well, maybe you might want to say Happy Kwanzaa. <laughs> but we're not. So at the end of the day, and you can say all the above, which I think is totally fine. You know, it's more libertarian, you can say, in that sense which freedom of thought can be at times. It can be conservative and it can be libertarian. <laughs> Very rarely will there be liberalism on this show unless we're making fun of it or kind of going against it one way or another. One thing before I get into the actual Christmas conversation, I, I, I need to bring this up because it's going to be mostly about Christmas memories today and it can kind of trigger memories from you as well, which you are more than free to uh, talk about anytime, place on the Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash freedom of thought 1776. Mostly it's like, why is Trump supporting the vaccine when all these people ever did was trash him and still do? People like Dr. Fauci, Bill Gates, guys like that, they've been against him from day one. In fact, they did everything they could to sabotage his presidency, along with, you know, people in his inner circle like the Jared Kushners of the world. I don't understand it, and it's pissing a lot of people off, like the Alex Joneses of the world, and many, many, many other people are very heartbroken, disappointed Christian conservatives out there that are aware of what's going on with this vaccine and all this crap going on, that uh, he just continues to be steadfast in supporting it, and him and Bill O'Reilly, it's it's just probably one of the biggest mistakes of his career. In fact, if you consider it like a political career, probably the biggest mistake of his political career has been going on this tour with Bill O'Reilly, which has done nothing but destroy uh, his credibility, to be quite honest. Um, O'Reilly's not somebody I really have a huge problem with, but at the same time, I'm not sure who Bill O'Reilly is, you know, at the end of the day. Years ago, I thought he was this conservative, this and that. He's kind of in the middle, and yes, he leans right, this and that, but he's more of the big government bushy type, I think, at the end of the day. And again, I'm not really sure who Bill O'Reilly is at the end of the day. And the tour has been pretty much meaningless. He hasn't spoken a single word against the vaccine. He's been completely pro-vaccine. And I don't know, it's just kind of like a let's get along gang type of thing. Uh, does nothing for me. And saying he was basically scared to fight uh, to fire Fauci because he would lose the left. You'd lose the left when you, you never had the left. In fact, uh, maybe before you ran for office, maybe you had some left-wing friends and everything. But if you're worried about losing the left uh, with firing Fauci, 
I, I don't know, man. I, I don't know. Fauci was never on your side. He did everything he could to sabotage you uh, behind your back, stab you in the back, one way or another. Fauci is a little snake, a devil, a demon. He's everything you could imagine uh, as, as an evil person. So why you'd even, I mean, why you'd even be afraid of that piece of crap when you could fire his ass at any time is beyond me. I apologize for uh, using an inappropriate word. Let's get to the Christmas memories right here. I'm going to split the show up just for that right here, right now. Christmas memories, at least from my perspective. And of course, you are more than welcome to bring your perspective on the Facebook page or the Twitter account at any time. The Facebook page and the Twitter account are in the show description. Of course, facebook.com forward slash freedom of thought 1776 or freedom of thou on Twitter because it's a little smaller 76. So it has to fit somehow, some way. So I guess that's where I went <laughs> with that one. Maybe I should have went FOT 1776, but I just didn't think about it at the time. So I was born, to kind of give you a little perspective of where I'm coming from, I was born in July 29, 1979. Figured, I guess I'd throw out the birthday to give you my exact age. So my Christmas memories go back to about the early 80s, as far back as I can go. I have a really good memory, generally speaking. So there are some fond memories, there are some funny ones. And then, like everything in society, things just kind of gradually got a little bit less and less interesting, less and less good, less and less this, less and less memorable less and less, uh, there was less and less of a charm until it was completely gone, which I guess it's not completely gone. I mean, I can still look at a Christmas tree right now with lights on it, and there is a charm that'll never be matched when you look at a Christmas tree. And for me, Christmas lights as well. Uh, Christmas lights, Christmas music, Christmas movies for some people out there. Um, locally, there was a sh uh, there's a show called Mackie and Judd. Yes, it's a sports show, but See, they occasionally have some fun little bits where it's like three different things, three different people or three different things where it's called extend, like extend the contract year to year or fire. So even though it might seem extreme one way or another, like, you know, the general manager of the Vikings, the coach of the Vikings and quarterback Kirk Cousins. And then they came with a Christmas one with Christmas decorations, Christmas music and Christmas lights. So I'll give you my perspective on that. For my extend, like I would extend it, give it a, a long extension, it's the decorations, 100%. I mean, I love the even the little candles. Oh, my God, there's something about candles at Christmas time. It's just, there's something about it that you can't really replace, um, even if they're just little fake candles or, of course, little decorations. There's something also special about when people have decorations in their windows, you know, where it's like lights kind of in the windows that you can see. Uh, outside driving by at night when you're looking at Christmas lights. Of course, the Christmas lights with the decorations, uh, the ornaments and everything on the trees outside, inside especially as well, um, for when you're indoors, of course. But when you're out driving around looking at the Christmas lights, decorations gets a lifetime extension for me. Lifetime. Uh, that contract will never run out. Uh, year to year would be the music because, well, like everything, like I've talked about... <laughs> 
the charm fades away as the years go by because you go from classics like Bing Crosby, Nat King Cole to Mariah Carey. And there's nothing Christmassy about saying, all I want for Christmas is you. It's not, there's nothing Christmassy about that. It's just a, I don't know, a secular, uh, secular, sexual type of song to, in, in my point of view. It's not anything I really consider Christmassy at all. Uh, frankly, it's it's a turnoff, to be quite honest. And uh, I was happy to hear Freedom of Thoughts, uh, Bob Bierman mentioned that about a year ago. He's tired of that song for the same reasons. There's nothing Christmassy about it. Uh, and of course, some of the, you know, the other people like Christina Aguilera and all them does nothing for me. Nothing. Uh, I like the classics and songs that could go back much further, of course, like Noel and all that. Uh, that goes much further than any Bing Crosby or Elvis or anybody like that. So music, it's year to year. Uh, it would have been an extension years ago, but it's year to year now at best. Um, you enjoy it at times. And of course, music of any kind can get old if you replay it a billion times. If I have to fire one thing, it's movies because I just I'm not much into movies. I don't know if it's uh, I don't know if it's me having ADD or something, but I can't. I just don't like to be stuck in the same spot for like two or three hours watching something unless it's like a game. And even that, I get distracted and want to kind of I kind of start doing something else while I'm watching a game. So that's a little hint there. Um, as for the memories. Going all the way back to the beginning, I had to take some notes so I could have it all here so I don't just kind of go only out of my head, even though the notes did come off of my head. Somewhere, uh, my memories go back to about 1982. Um, approximately 84 is my guess, was, I believe, the what I would deem as the most memorable Christmas that I ever had because of the lights, the decorations at the time were second to none. Uh, it was around that time also that I first noticed the little toy, well, not toy, but the little music-making thing that would play Christmas music. Uh, kind of sounded like a handheld Tiger uh, tiger uh, video game toy. It wasn't a video game, but those LCD Tiger games, those type of things, that was... Do, 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 do. It sounded like that. And that was a classic memory to me. It still exists to this day. It's still at my parents' house. Uh, there were the bubble... Well, let's get to it. Uh, it was a beautiful tree with the coolest lights and decorations of my memories. Those bubble lights, the ones that you, you know, it sticks up, sticks upward, and the when the water warms up, it bubbles. And it, there was something magical about those that, I don't know, it was the best, most memorable Christmas of my lifetime. I loved it so much. I think that must have been 1984, because 82, I, I don't think it was that far back. I think it was 84. In fact, I'm 99% sure. And in 1984, again, was my first ever little blue clock. A cute little blue clock. Way back in the day. It was from Crayola, of all companies. It was a blue clock, like a kind of like a color grand look. But it was a, it was shaped like, you know, in a circle, like a normal clock. But it was from Crayola, of all companies. It even says 1984 on the back. Um... It even had a little alarm clock. It's still around. It doesn't function nearly like it was supposed to anymore. It moves too fast or too slow, like the battery. It doesn't really keep up with the time properly anymore, but it did for a while. Something got warped in it many, many, many years ago, but I still kept it because it's a, it's a treasure. It's an absolute treasure. I was obsessed with clocks as a kid. People were always like, wow, how does this little three or four-year-old know exactly what time it is? Like 3.57. Like, how does he know? Like, wow, that's pretty cool. Though some of you might think that's not a big deal. But I guess some people thought it was. And that was a very memorable Christmas. Those decorations on that tree. I just, I still get this, 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 
<laughs> I still get this feeling and uh, this this desire that I could see it again. I, I, I wish I could go back to that Christmas more than any Christmas, honest to God. <clears throat> I was to have been, uh, yeah, I was five years old at that time. Back in the old days, from the early 80s up to the mid-90s, Christmas Eve was when we would open our presents, not Christmas Day. It was in, it was in Christmas Eve. Uh, Christmas Day was the stockings, so we'd get little stockings. Sometimes there'd be an extra little fun thing in there. Usually it would be like the smokehouse almonds, which I still love to death. Uh, some yummy olives, stuff like that. Maybe sardines, oh goody. <laughs> but, you know, fun little things like that. But occasionally there might have been something extra in there, like a check or, or some $20 bill or something, which was a big deal to us back in the in the 80s anyway. Maybe the early 90s, I guess, to a point. Um, but that was a lot of fun. Uh, traditionally, it was tomato juice with cheese and crackers on Christmas Eve. That was usually the, the meal, almost all the time. In the old days, I loved tomato soup, and then I stopped liking it. it would, you know, there'd be like a grilled cheese when I say cheese and crackers, but there'd often be grilled cheese sandwiches, so that's kind of a classic meal for a lot of people. But that would be Christmas Eve. Doesn't sound all too exciting, but it was it was fun We because it would be quick, so we could go and enjoy the festivities with the presents. Uh, it was Mom and Dad and Andrew and Joseph, or Andy and Joey, basically, is what it really is. I was the youngest, of course, out of the four of us. Um, but lots of memories, of course. For many years, what we wanted back in those days, before video games came into our life, <laughs> we're like radio-controlled cars, radio-controlled boats, even planes. But yeah, my brother even got a plane one year, many years later, actually. Um, planes are very difficult to get going, but when you do, it's pretty cool. Uh, but for years, what we wanted and received were radio-controlled cars. One that was really memorable was, I remember my brother having a noisy little cop car, which he'd often crash into the the walls and stuff, and it kept getting more and more damage to the poor little thing. But it made a lot of noise because every time he would uh, accelerate it, it would make a <laughs> really loud, which probably would drive anybody crazy. Especially now, it would drive me crazy as a cranky old 42-year-old. <laughs> but that was cool. Uh, and then they got me this huge slow tank that took D battery, so I'd be chasing his car and I couldn't catch him for my life. It would be like this intimidating big, big green tank, but it was slow as heck. Uh, it took D batteries, and it was remote control, which I guess means the same thing as radio control, but back then it was wired to the car. The controller was wired to the car, so it was like for really little kids, I guess. Um, you could. It was safe to say my brother's was a bit better, but it was still fun, but again, a back in the day some of those actually were wired to the car which is weird weird um that's strange but back then radio control cars were the thing way uh, before video games that's what we wanted more than anything else 1988 was when we first got the nes we finally got an nes the first game system i ever played was i believe it's unisonic like a pong machine i think that's the right company it was a pong machine from the 70s uh, that uh, I believe my one of my cousins, you know, from obviously my dad's side, who were much older than me, so they were already adults, uh, gave to mom and dad. It was a lot of fun. It was the first video game system of any kind we ever had, circa like 87, 86-ish, probably 86, 87. And then the wire had a short in it, unfortunately, and it eventually passed away on us. But fun little thing, fun little system. The doot, doot, doot. And then, um, of course, the NES came around in the Christmas of 88. So 88 into 89, as Christmas goes. Pretty pretty cool. Um, our, our video game life was born, and our lives were changed forever, but maybe not for the best, because we were outside less. Uh, for me, obviously, you know, the radio control cars, taking them outside, you know, catching 
bugs and toads and, and, you know, just enjoying being outside, you know, looking at just digging around in the dirt and being, being a kid. You know, some of the charm and innocence of our childhood disappeared that day, unfortunately. The NES, however, provided memories that will last a lifetime. Um, playing Super Mario Brother Duck Hunt for the first time, that was a lot of fun. Uh, my parents were pretty damn generous. Uh, I apologize for saying that word just now, but my parents were very generous, giving us uh, RC Pro-Am. That was another game. So we started off with six. Uh, Mario Duck Hunt counted as two, obviously. So that's two right there. RC Pro-Am was number three. Red Razor was number four. See, that's my brother with the racing game. Spy Hunter, that's Joey. Oh my god, Spy Hunter, what a cool game. And then Breakthrough was the last one. Spy Hunter and Breakthrough were the ones I chose. Spy Hunter, I knew what it was. Breakthrough, it just looked cool. Yeah, it wasn't that cool. It was okay. In fact, it was the very first video game me and my brother actually beat ever. It was kind of too easy because you could continue and continue and continue and continue and continue fairly close to where you left off. So eventually you'd get it and get further um, and beat it. Not the most memorable game of my life, that's for dang sure. Um, but Mario Duck Hunt, heck yeah, lots of fun. Um, RC Pro-Am is just too freaking hard, but a lot of fun. Rad Racer, same thing. <laughs> but yeah, my brother just loved racing games. So he went from radio-controlled cars to racing video games, and then radio-controlled cars some more. That, that didn't completely disappear from our life. But we just weren't outside as much as we used to be, which is kind of sad in a lot of ways, because... Again, there's a charm and an innocence to being a, a kid and being outside. No question about that. 1990 was, well, I got Chloe the cat, black cat with yellow eyes, half, uh, well, but it was, she was a Burmese, ultimately, which is a uh, half sh uh, American short hair, black short hair cat, which is the natural, real black cat, and then the uh, Burmese, which came from another cat, uh, another breed of cat with a Siamese. So Chloe actually has ancestors from Asia way, way back in the day. And of course, the American short hair cat as well. You mix it together, it becomes a Burmese. So it has the black hair, yellow eyes, but then kind of the body of the Burmese cat. So it's not as athletic as a black cat. But uh, okay, now we'll get to the point. Obviously, my birthday, 1990. And that was her first Christmas. Um, a month or two earlier, I believe it was about a month and a half earlier, which is typical for a bone injury, poor thing. Uh, she was uh, she broke her leg. My brother pushed her off the table because she kept kind of jumping on top of him when he was trying to do homework, and he pushed her down the pushed her off the table and she broke her leg, which is crazy. She was still recovering from it, was limping around, and actually there's a video of that Christmas. I think it's lost now, but back then it was around. Uh, I I got a wonderful wonderful weather book. It was done by Paul Douglas. I still treasure that book to this day, being a weather nut. Uh, I still would, I would always turn to the pages with the cirrus clouds because I just love cirrus clouds. And even right now, I'm looking outside, kind of daydreaming, looking at the orange ring as, you know, it's a sunset right now. But I'm looking in the east from my apartment, my Golden Valley, Minnesota apartment. And you see the orange ring. It's the golden hour, you could say. And probably the, the twilight of the golden hour, the orange and then the lighter kind of yellow and then the blue. That's just a basic thing. But cirrus clouds, cumulus clouds, I was just obsessed with all that. And it was nice to learn about F5 tornadoes, F4, F3, you know, all the difference about that and what causes it and all that. Uh, lots of fun. I still have that book today. Paul Douglas released it that year. It was a big thing from Carol Evan when he was still there. Lots of fun. Um, <laughs> not sure I agree with Paul Douglas politically on a lot of things because a lot of those people are, yeah, <laughs> 
let's just say global warming is their religion and their cult at the end of the day. 1991 was incredibly memorable for some reason. It, it really was. Um, I think I was going through issues in school where it felt like nobody liked me around that time. So Christmas just felt even more special. Like it was something to come home to and appreciate. It, it was really a special thing. And uh, it was the first time I was around Robbinsdale a lot. And I still, when I drive around Robbinsdale, I think back to the beginning of the 90s. It's a lot of cool, uh, a lot of fun. The decorations, people really decorate their houses in New Hope and Robbinsdale for some reason. I think that's really cool. Um, it was like my last Christmas of what I would call myself as a kid is my teens were right around the corner. July 92, I became a teenager. It was also Chelsea's first Christmas. That's the first time, uh, that was when we got the second cat for my uh, my mom's birthday, Chelsea. I actually bought, that was one of the first things I ever bought for my mom because I finally uh, had a little bit of money uh, built up. <laughs> one of the first things I ever bought for her for real. I bought other things, but uh, I actually got her a cat. But unfortunately, Chelsea was a little crazy, not nearly as memorable as Chloe. Uh, 92, so 92 into 93. Again, though, 91 was very, very memorable. And uh, oftentimes when I look at the tree, or I play, say, uh, Mega Man 2, that was the other thing. I play Mega Man 2 or Exodus. Those are the two games I got. Exodus, 50 bucks. Christian game, well, well meaning and everything, but 50 bucks. Let me tell you, for what you do in that game, it's not worth 50 bucks. I'm sorry. Maybe 20. <laughs> maybe 29. 50 freaking dollars. Mega Man 2 was uh, 39. Mega Man 3 was already out, but 2 was a very special game. Uh, and it was like the slightly older one, but in a lot of ways, very memorable game. And every time I play Mega Man 2, I think about Christmas. And every time we approach Christmas, I play Mega Man 2. So I, I just have that weird mentality in my head. So 91 into 92. Very memorable that way. It was the last Christmas where I got NES games, honestly. It was brand new, brand new, sealed in the package, Nintendo Entertainment System video games. Now that was special. 1992 was when the Super Nintendo came. Yes, that was for me. And my brother got a Sega CD. He actually helped pay for it because it was so much money. It was way overpriced, and the technology at the time was, well, it was like, you know, it was like getting the newest, literally the newest, like, computer or something at the time. It was a really big deal. In the very first CD-based video game system, at least in the U.S., it looked really dang cool, and you had CD-quality sound, and the games were okay, except for a couple For a couple exceptions. Most of the games were pretty mediocre. There were a couple of legendary games for that system, but they, my brother didn't have those for a while, like later that year. Lunar the Silver Star and Lunar Eternal Blue, a few years later, were extremely memorable, but generally speaking, it was more of a technological jump that was the big deal versus the actual quality of the games, unfortunately. With the Super Nintendo, there was really good quality. It was a lot of fun. And still, I'm a big Super Nintendo and NES Nintendo fan to this day. Uh, old Nintendo, though. I don't play modern stuff at all. 1994 was memorable. I got Final Fantasy VI, which was three at the time. My gaming life changed forever. I became hardcore into role-playing games. And that was a lot of fun. Um, I, uh, for, in 92, I had Zelda. I got Zelda around that time. Uh, also, they got Super Nintendo Zelda anyway. 1995, though, unfortunately, was the end of the good old days. It was the first year I ever bought the tree. And yep, it was the end of the it was the end of the good old days. It was the last, you know, Christmas that I really remember fondly. Honestly, it was the last one. Uh, unfortunately, that's the sucky part. Uh, from there on, I don't really remember the Christmases much. 
they were just kind of, it was Christmas and it just kind of passed on and then here's the next Christmas and it passed on. But 95, I remember still very well. 93, I don't really remember too well for some reason. I, I'm not, I'm just not sure. I th I, I'm not sure what happened that year. If I got, uh, oh, I think I got a basketball game that year for Christmas. It was it's, it's a cool game, but it's just a basketball game. Yay. <laughs> Not nearly as exciting as like Zelda or Final Fantasy VI, you know, stuff like that. A role-playing game that's a lot deeper than a simple basketball game. But back to 1995, when I was working at McDonald's, it was my first like corporate job, which isn't corporate, but you get the idea. It was a job where you're actually working for a company rather than just cutting grass, which I still do to this day. Um... It was the end of the good old days, as I keep repeating. It was the first year I ever, I actually bought the tree. My parents said, way up, maybe uh, you should buy it this year. And I figured, yeah, I mean, I think that's a good idea. Oh, boy. I, I forget how much I paid for it. Was it only 20 bucks? Which is nothing. Even in 95 is nothing. It was a skinny, very cheap spruce tree. It was a spruce. Spruce trees and Christmas? Ooh. I don't even know if it was a spruce. It, I think it was a spruce or something similar to it, but that's like, there's nowhere to put anything on that darn thing. It was very skinny. It might have been a balsam, but a very bad balsam. I can't remember what exact breed it was, uh, but Fraser and balsam usually are pretty good. So it was probably a spruce or some other thing that was skinny and not good. Uh, it, it barely fit into the stand, like the, the tree stand. In fact, as we were heading to Aunt Dawn's house on Christmas Day that year, the tree fell. It fell. Like, it got loose and fell. It fell. That's not a good thing. It hit the table. This marble table close to the tree, it hit it. And some very memorable ornaments were broken that day. Oh, I, I got what I paid for. Working at McDonald's wasn't going to pay the bills. Mm, I got what I paid for. Yeah, that was uh, very sad. Very sad. I forget exactly which ornaments it was, but I, I can kind of picture them now. And it just breaks my heart to this day. 26 years ago, those ornaments died that day where they could have still probably been hung on my parents' tree today because they have a nice Fraser this year. That was cool. I always helped them set that thing up because it's a pain in the butt sometimes to get it in a stand. I unfortunately, if you can hear this rustling sound, I don't know if you can. It's a plastic tree, but it's a really good one. Um, the last couple of years, I had one that wasn't so good. It was cheaper, and again, I got what I paid for, you know? And the lights were wired on. And that's the only reason there was any cost to it. Where this one, I, I was like, I finally understood. I finally used my brain this year, which you can make things more memorable in a way. <laughs> Instead of having the lights wired on, where if something goes wrong and the lights stop working, you end up trashing the whole tree, which I actually did twice. I did the one from Brooklyn Park, and then the one I got about three years ago, ended up trashing the whole tree. So then instead of like, wait a minute. Why trash the whole tree when they sell trees without lights? It says unlit and buy a $5 box of lights, which are really nice colors and everything. You know, $5 box of lights, buy a couple, two or three of those. And if anything goes wrong, it's just five bucks more instead of buying a whole new tree. So finally learned and I got a bigger and nicer tree out of it too. So just kind of a common sense thing. Again, you get what you pay for. Don't buy a tree with lights on it because if they go down, if they go out, you're screwed. You're screwed unless you want a tree with with lights in one area and no lights in another area. That looks stupid. 2001 was barely a Christmas at all. It was my brother's wedding. Like it was going on. 
Uh, it it kind of took over the month of December, and I don't even remember my parents getting a tree at all. I, I don't think they did that year, which was really depressing. I had to move home around that, or I was, yeah, I was living at home at the time. I was kind of slow out of the gate. I finally moved out later that year, but um, like that later that next year, 2002, 2001 into 2002, I finally moved out in 2002, but um, man, 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 that was a mistake. Uh, that, that was, a, or not a mistake, that was just a bummer that uh, December of all months, you have to have, you have to have a wedding in December and it, it kind of killed Christmas because my parents... They get overwhelmed real easy. They don't like to have a lot of things on their plate, you know, where it gets to be too much. And I don't, I don't blame them. I kind of feel the same. That's why I don't really hang out much anymore because I've always got other things I want to do and I'm tired. Pe people like Paul, I'd make an exception. I'd hang out with them any weekend. But that's only a very few people. Like, very few people, they want to get together. And I'm like, uh, you know, I, I, I have a hard time committing to that because I just kind of... I just kind of want to chill sometimes on the weekend, or I've got other little things I want to do, uh, as lame as that might sound. Um, so I kind of can understand my parents that way. Maybe that rubbed off from them over the years. Where I used to think they were boring, now it's like I'm the same way. <laughs> so it was it was really it was really sad though. Like no Christmas tree. There wasn't much of a Christmas that year. In fact, I barely remember it at all, other than it was my brother's wedding that took place in ultimately believe it was yeah yeah it, it was in December I think it was like December 14th I don't remember the exact date that's my brother's job yes I remember that not me so just one of those types of things um thought I was gonna I, I mean I just thought I'd get into little Christmas conversation today I hope you didn't mind uh if I went on and on a little bit but I really enjoyed uh talking about that some good memories I wish I had even more I wish I had even more and I wish you guys would share them with me as well uh, don't be afraid to call in I'll get to the Facebook page quick, and I'll tell you how to call in as well. Uh, Mark Carlson was saying he's listening this morning. That was a few days ago, the most recent episode, which is just a few days ago. Uh, Pat Kessler is a jackass. Yeah, local uh, reporter for WCCO-TV, Channel 4, locally here in the Twin Cities. He is a jackass, and so are a lot of these people. Um, they took He basically, literally, like, took his mask off, where he kind of, you know, you're kind of neutral-ish kind of neutral-ish when you're in the media. So, yeah, not really, but they, they used to be kind of neutral at times. And then he's literally just, like, it's like, and then underneath his mask is this evil, like, insane, like, I'm going to say anything I can to damage anybody that isn't, that isn't like a radical leftist, basically. And, yeah, I just can't stand the guy now. Where before, he seemed like a good, honest guy that I disagree with politically, which is what it is. Then he turned into a guy that I'd like to punch in the face, frankly. Uh, <laughs> I wanted to punch him in the face. I was furious with some of the trash he was talking and some of the lies he was spreading to the world. Check that episode out and check them all out. Talking about cryptocurrency, this and that. Hey, why, why not get on board with cryptocurrency? Um, hey, whew, thankfully, Shiba is going back up. It had a bit of a dip here, but it's starting to trend upward again. Shiba, S-H-I-B, is the ticker, as they call it. It's like a, a four-letter thing, just kind of like a stock. Uh, Crypto.com. It's not a website. It is an application for your for your Apple or Android device. Simply download it, but of course you want to put in the referral. So you probably want to use the link if you can on your smart device when you upload uh, Google Podcast, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, whatever. You click on the link. It'll bring up the app, and it'll show that I referred you. Uh, if any of you have done it, I, I'm going to say right now, 
I haven't been noticing any referrals for the most part. Uh, certainly not lately, I should say. If you have done it lately, let me know. And maybe it's not working. And But if it does work, both of us get $25, which is really nice. That would help this show. And hey, it helps you get a little jump start because there's a lot of cryptocurrencies out there that are extremely cheap, you know, and they can go up big time. Um, it's, you know, it's like trading currencies, like trading money. It's, it's basically what it is. Um, and even just a couple bucks can, can be something. That's the whole point. You don't have to invest five grand or a thousand. You don't even have to invest a hundred here and there. Just kind of just little, little drops in the bucket, 25 bucks here and there, 20 bucks, 10 bucks, even just little drops in the bucket. And the fee will be a tiny, is a percentage. So it's extremely small. Uh, and it's a small percentage anyway, but when it's a really small investment, it's a very, very tiny fee. Uh, so don't worry about any like $5 every time you invest 20 bucks, because that is, that would be just stupid. You'd have to literally like make money to even pay for the fee. Kind of dumb without uh, losing money. So that's how it used to be with E-Trade, but they kind of have, uh, they've kind of uh, made it easier for us as well, like E-Trade. But uh, join crypto.com. That'd be greatly appreciated. Again, Shiba is trending back upward, which is really nice. There's Doge, Elon. The, uh, it's almost like saying Elon Musk. So that one actually is spelled like Elon, E-L-O-N, to get onto that one. And, of course, Zombie Inu, which unfortunately is not on Crypto.com yet. But yeah, Paul is really flaunting that one, and I don't blame him. Z-I-N-U. There's other apps out there for that. But do join Crypto.com if you could. I'd greatly, greatly appreciate it. There's Dogecoin, D-O-G-E, and others. Bitcoin is what it is. That one dipped a bit, so you might be able to get it at a nice cheap price. And again, the fact that it says it's Bitcoin is 49 grand basically for a full Bitcoin, you could put 25 bucks in it. It's just you're, you're buying a fraction, like whatever the, the math would be there. You're buying a fraction of a Bitcoin. You're not paying 20, uh, you don't have to invest $50,000 to buy a Bitcoin. It's not one, you don't have to buy a whole coin. Uh, so that's another thing that I want everybody to know is that you can buy fractions of coins if it's an expensive one. And, of course, the super cheap ones, you could buy millions of them. Shiba, it's, let's just say it's in the, it's way up in the millions. And, and it's, you know, it's not like it's a ton of money, but it's way, way up in the millions. And some people even have billions. And, again, you know, it's not like you have to be a billionaire to buy billions of certain coins and everything because they're often what you uh, classify as sub-penny, like less than a cent per coin. So pretty cool stuff worthy to get into. With that said, I have another sound, and, and but I think it's a topic for another day. I'm, I'm going to save it for the next episode. It's going to be about wokeness. Uh, Elon Musk had something really interesting to say. I don't think I agree with Elon Musk on, on everything, I'm sure, but he's coming around. He's kind of coming our way a bit, guys, guys and gals. He's starting to make some sense. And something he said about wokeness, I'll play that for you on the next episode. It'll be about the, 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 not, just, the just the lie that wokeness is. It's just a big, flat lie. It's a big, fat lie. Uh, and it's, 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 it's ridiculous. Um, so I, I talked about crypto. <laughs> I gave out the uh, Facebook and the Twitter accounts. One final thing. Please do call into the show. It'd be greatly appreciated. It, it really would. What you do for that, you open your smart device. Every smart device on the planet has a free voice recording application on the device. Open it. Talk into it like a, you know, well, press record first. Talk into it like a phone call. 
go on for as long as you want, as long as you're relatively on topic. Anywhere, well, we could say anywhere from, you know, like even if it's like 10 seconds all the way up to five minutes or even longer, if you want to keep going for a bit, as long as it's, uh, you know, on topic, go for it. And then once you're done, you save it and share it slash email it to paladinolive at yahoo.com. Paladinolive at yahoo.com is Gerald String from Nebraska has done in the past. Uh, I'd like to hear from Mark Carlson. He called in as well, if I remember correctly. Yeah, yes, he did. Um, Mark, Gerald, call in as many times as you want. Others out there, I know there's more than two listeners, so <laughs> you are more than welcome to call in. Just tell us uh, tell us your name. This is Jack from Nebraska. This is John from Iowa or from, uh, you know, Golden Valley, Minnesota or whatever. It'd be cool to hear from you. you know, just kind of like name in town. Nobody's going to look you up or anything, especially if it's just your first name. There's a million Johns for or Bryce's, or, or Jacques Lemaire's, or whatever. I'm just teasing. Uh, it'd be great to hear from you, though. With that said, God bless all of you. Merry Christmas. Have a very, very Merry Christmas, and God bless the United States of America. Mm-hmm.